As I said, uh, Nelisiwe Msomi, journalist at Health E News, joins us uh, on, on the line this evening. Good evening to you, Nelisiwe, and thank you for joining us. Hi, Kashwa. Uh, thank you for uh, inviting me to your show. Only a pleasure, Nelisiwe. Look, I mean, it's very important that we have this conversation because, of course, we know that the lockdown has been extended. So what was supposed to initially be three day, uh, three weeks of lockdown has now been extended mm-hmm. to five weeks of, of lockdown because an additional mm-hmm. two weeks have been added on. Um, people are obviously getting very antsy. Many people were looking forward to returning to work. Um, and as I just discovered today from a friend of mine, um, unfortunately, you know, it's not a case of uh, the, the boredom at home. It's a case of if I don't work, I don't get paid. Um, yeah, and that, that yeah. is just the sad reality for a lot of people. But of course, the lockdown has been extended. Mm-hmm. And I think it was not a very easy decision for government to take this decision of to extend the lockdown. I mean, we've seen that the lockdown in various parts of the world um, go on for more than 76 days in some parts and so forth. I think we are well, in a place where government is assessing the situation and to see how effective the lockdown has been. And uh, from the president's speech on Thursday night, you could see it's a very effective process from having uh, at least like a 42% increase per day of infections and bringing it down since the, uh, the implementation of the lockdown to 4%. That shows that uh, the lockdown is indeed working. And I mean, we are over 2,000, we have now over 2,000 cases. Mm, mm. And in order for us to keep that and to curb the virus, the lockdown is necessary. And I think uh, what we can take from uh, the president's stance is that right now, um, lives matter more than the economy. I mean, which comes as welcome news because, of course, uh, you know, a little further north to us and a little more to the western side of the world is uh, one Donald J. Trump that's telling everyone that uh, their lockdown in the U.S., despite the fact that the U.S. has the biggest COVID-19 problem in the world, um, mm-hmm. needs to basically re- restart as of the 1st of May. And a lot of people are saying that's a bit crazy and a bit selfish considering the number of people who are dying and who are infected in the U.S. at the moment. But, I mean, bringing it closer to home, um, you know, I was thinking about it myself, and I think yesterday at about this time we received the news that we uh, had about uh, an increase of about 25 cases. Unfortunately, today we're dealing with 145 additional cases. I mean, that that comes as uh, cold comfort to us, Uh, you know, the idea that um, the lockdown has sort of stemmed the tide. Uh, The one moment you have 25 cases... Uh, you know, in, uh, an increase by 25, and then the next day uh, you have 145 cases more. That that does worry one a bit because ultimately, are we in a, a position? Are we at a stage where we can literally say that we can see that there's a decrease or that they that we are f- actually flattening the curve? Mm. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that we have uh, more cases than the previous day. I think it speaks to our uh, testing capacity being increased. Um, you know, one of the things that government has said that they're going to do is increasing te- testing capacity by getting house-to-house initiatives, yeah. getting more people are tested. And I think it's starting to speak to that. You know, beginning of the lockdown, we started seeing that. And results come in after three to four days. So we, can, we are basically getting results from um, last week, mm. you know, cases that were discovered from last week. So I think um, what we are seeing is uh, uh, is the the... the 
initiatives of government being actually rolled out, you know. I mean, I think the lockdown or COVID-19 whole has shown us that government can do the work of when it's required to do the work. And we are seeing a mm. working government and we are seeing an improvement in healthcare services. So um, the, the fact that um, the National Health Laboratory Services have increased their capacity of testing means that they are able to reach more people who could, who, who could be asymptomatic, uh, who don't have the symptoms but carry the virus, uh, and can stop them from spreading the virus to others. So I think it speaks to, it's not necessarily a bad thing that we are seeing more cases, but it rather speaks to the fact that we are catching more people with the virus. Therefore, we are able to curb the virus. I hear you. Um, what I found very interesting, though, was yesterday I was watching the news and one of our colleagues um, at ENCA basically uh, mentioned the fact that South Africa is one of the few countries bucking the curb at the moment or, or bucking the trend, rather. And and then that seems to be the case. Uh, you know, if you look at it, um, we I mean, if you look at the number of people who are infected in South Africa, standing at about two, what, 2,173 uh, in compared to you know, in comparison to the rest of the world, we saw that there was a massive increase globally elsewhere. The president also pointing to the fact that there was about a forty-two percent per day increase uh, prior mm-hmm. to the lockdown. Our lockdown clearly has curtailed this thing. Is it too soon to start celebrating the success of the lockdown? Is that why we see the lockdown having extended, been extended, or is this a case of extending the lockdown on the basis that look the current? Uh, uh, trend that we're seeing, we don't want to reverse by having people uh, going back mm-hmm. to the office and factories and uh, malls and goodness knows wherever else and coming into contact with each other and thereby uh, creating a bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, we're in a very early phase of the, the, of, of, of the virus itself. It's been a pandemic. It just passed the month of, since um, we have first found our first case. You know, and slowly, slowly, we are getting more recoveries. And I think what experts have said that everything that the president or the government does right now is according to the epidemiological modeling and what it says and our trends that are, and, it, and how um, government needs to take decisions based on local trends and the healthcare system that we have right now. Mm. And um, that really speaks to the fact that we, we shouldn't be getting excited, basically. And I think the, the lockdown, the extension of the long of the lockdown, should tell us that um, government is trying to establish uh, where exactly the virus is. You know, one of the uh, this week, uh, the, the president is talking about how they're going to be identifying hot spots mm. in the very early phase of uh, of identifying where where the virus is, is prevalent and what can we do to curb it. You know, so. Right now, I think we're still putting feelers out there as a country. Um, we haven't really established where the virus is and how uh, and how should we and strategies to curb it once we ha- uh, we find out where it is. So I think it's too early, and mm. I, I do suspect that we're going to even have an even longer lockdown. You know, um, and that's and that's the reality of it all. Because even you mean beyond the, the the five weeks that we're facing at this point in time. I mean, like if you look at China, who who's now been able to decrease its uh, infection rate and, and haven't been the epicenter in the world, mm. they had a very long lockdown, it's been a six-day lockdown. So I think we need to bear in mind that these are the type of, uh, and, and we've heard the Minister of Health, Dr. Ben Kizer, say that we're going to be 
consulting countries like China and Cuba on how we can deal with it. So I think uh, we should be, keep an open mind that the extension of the two weeks doesn't necessarily mean that after that things will go back to normal. So, so I recognize, I mean, and I don't think that you are trying to give us a prediction now for how long lockdown will be. Mm. Um, I, I do recognize that. But I mean, at this particular point in time, um, you know, I, and, I, and I do also recognize what you're saying about uh, a country like China, you know, and it having to extend its uh, lockdown. I mean, if you would remember, China started its lockdown around about the, um, during the, the Chinese New Year. Um, it extended the holiday and then it went way beyond that. Um, and, and part of the reason why is because of obviously the situation that they found themselves in. But ultimately, do you, uh, I mean, from your assessment, from your analysis, uh, for lack of a better term, I mean, do you see a need for that in South Africa when we see South Africa being labeled as a country that's bucking the trend? So in other words, we're not seeing this major proliferation of um, the virus as, as elsewhere in the world. Mm-hmm. But we are the epicenter of it in the continent. And I think, uh, again, we are really trying to establish um, where our hotspots are, uh, to quote the president, you know, mm. and really trying to get uh, our healthcare workers uh, to go out there and find the people. But even within that, when you look at the same Augustine uh, situation in, in KZN, mm. where the 76, uh, uh, 66 people were infect- infected in the hospital and majority of that was the healthcare workers, you yeah. know, the nurses there. So um, uh, we're going to be dealing with various situations like that and, ha- and government needs to think of interventions of how they're going to deal with that because that means that meant the hospital to close down, that means less resources, um, you know, in terms of beds, in terms of uh, human resource and, and capacity in, in the province in mm. dealing with the virus. So, uh, so we need to think about those situations first and see how we can uh, navigate them. You know, I don't think we uh, we're not out of the woods yet. I think we are very much still in the woods, and I don't think we should be excited about anything yet. I think we should be focusing on implementing um, the strategies that uh, that uh, government has come up with. And I think uh, the most important one being uh, staying at home. You know, because mm. the virus doesn't travel, it's people that travel and carry the virus forward. As a final question to you, Nelly Siwe, I mean, do you see any uh, uh, relaxation of some of the regulations that we've seen being implemented um, around the current lockdown conditions? I mean, that's uh, something that's, uh, again, fake news doing the rounds around that. Uh, mm. I'll be having a series of conversations now, both with Patricia Pillay and then Yusuf Abramji after that, uh, looking specifically at the cigarette and the alcohol trade. But I mean, mm. as far as you know, do you know of any particular relaxation um, around that, uh, people being able to go to work, uh, trade being resumed, uh, resumed rather in certain a- a- in certain areas. Are you aware of anything or any such developments? Um, the only relaxation or amendment where, where the regulations are about mothers getting mothers being able to buy baby essentials and clothes um, now being listed as an essential item. Mm. Everything else, I don't think. Uh, there's going to be relaxation, especially in terms of, of alcohol. And um, if you've noticed, like a lot of doctors have said that um, since the lo- since the lockdown, they have not been experiencing uh, any casualty. There hasn't been any cases in casualty wards 
because most of them are alcohol-related cases. Wow. And that simply means that we can use those health workers in our fight against COVID-19 and the resources that normally go into alcohol-related cases to fighting COVID-19. So um, I don't think government will free up uh, or allow people to go and buy, buy alcohol or yeah. in, in such instances because that's also defeating the purpose of them staying at home. So, That's actually um, a brilliant point that you're raising there. I mean, it's something really worth thinking about. And I think it's something for us to discuss in the open line a little later uh, on. Uh, thanks okay. for that, because I think that we do need to have a serious conversation as South Africans around how we behave ourselves when we have a bit of booze in ourselves. And let's be honest, we don't behave all that well. We, we quite frankly act foolishly. Um, and um, it's, it's quite saddened, saddening to hear that we are burdening the health department or the healthcare system because uh, Gersh wants to have a drink with his buddies, probably get behind the wheel, get into a car crash or get into a fight or, uh, you know, get stabbed or whatever the case may be as a result of that. We'll have to leave it there. Thank you so much, Nelly Siwe. Okay, there was Nelly Siwe and Somi. Um, I think we lost it towards the end there. 26 minutes past nine. Up next is Patricia um, Pillay. As I said, she is the head of legal, regulatory and S- sustainability division at the Consumer Goods Council. Really looking forward to hearing from her on uh, some of the items uh, that, you know, as, as you know, as you very well know, uh, there's a long list of items. Uh, that you're not able to obtain during this lockdown, uh, the lockdown period. And one of the key uh, points of discussion has been beer trade uh, to resume, but the off-consumption beer trade to resume. There's people asking for this. Um, and what does it actually mean? 27 minutes past nine.